Sergey Gerboff is an entrepreneur, angel investor, and board member. Having sat on all sides of the table, he serves as an advisor and board member to several startup companies. He got his start as employee number one at CompuGen, which listed in the year 2000 on the NASDAQ, and is still in operation. Sergey is an MIT Sloan Fellow and also a certified pilot. Welcome to the podcast, Sergey. Welcome. So can you please tell us a little bit more about yourself? How did you first get started investing in private companies? As an investor, I'm not... Kind of, I don't have a long history of investing. Uh, basically, I've been involved with startups pretty much like 20 years, more on the operation side. Uh, and as an investor, I've started investing fairly... Well, I've been investing in a in couple of startups where I've been a founder, but as just an angel investor without like being really operationally involved. It kind of happens accidentally when at some point I found a couple of companies which I really, really liked and I decided, okay, I'm going to invest some of the money. So right now, I'm as an investor, I invested in about four or five startups, not, not that many. Okay. And what what type of uh, investments were these? Those were obviously angel investments um, at a lower scale. You mentioned that you kind of stumbled onto these companies accidentally. Can you maybe tell us the story of how you invested in one of these companies, how an entrepreneur that's looking for the accidental angel <laughs> might be able to reach out to them <laughs> and get them involved? Well, uh, the first company, uh, it was not really like I was familiar with the company. The first company, for example, it's VVox. And I've been on a founding team of VVox uh, back in two thousand what was it, 2005, 2006. Uh, and what happens with a company, it's kind of interesting story because it's kind of a story where it's pretty much how the VCs can screw up the company and then how the company can screw up VCs back, I would say. Uh, because uh, it's a company where about $20 million of VC money was invested, but the problem was what, uh, what happens is uh, at some point the company, uh, VC wanted this company to grow way too much. And at the end, uh, the, the product we had uh, is just, just not big enough for the company to grow to like 200 million or something like that. So it's a complicated story, but basically what happens is what, uh, what like eight years down the road, uh, like two years ago, they tried to sell the company. They couldn't sell the company, and it ended up what uh, a year ago. Basically, there was a management buyout of pretty much the same. Uh, it was just a portion of the company, but it's pretty much the same business which we started back in 2005. And basically, uh, I knew the team. It was exactly the team I started with. And uh, I knew exactly the, the business. And basically, it was a company with like about $3 million in revenue from multiple customers. Most of this revenue, multi-year. And the valuation was fairly low. So I kind of said, okay, I... I'm going to invest into it. But basically, it's kind of, it's the case when I knew it's fairly low risk. I knew all the information about product, company, everything, because I knew it. I, I was at the beginning of the company. Uh, 
and I kind of said it's it's probably fairly low risk. It's it's kind of uh, probably low reward kind of type of investment because I don't think this company will fly into like billion dollar company, uh, but it's low risk, so I expect this to be fairly good return. And what happens uh, when I uh, kind of invested into it, I said, okay, but basically if, you, if you're already playing with this, you should build some kind of portfolio to kind of lower your risk. So uh, I have a couple of friends who are also angel investors, and they said, okay, we have these companies which used to be good, and I kind of invested in a couple of them, fairly small numbers, I mean. Uh, all of these investments were less than 100k each. So. Interesting. So that was almost a turnaround investment in that you had a company with the typical case of it's not growing fast enough in a short amount of time, so the VCs aren't happy. They're not going to be able to get their 10x return. So there's a lot of management issues and probably conflict between the venture capitalists and um, entrepreneurs. And then you were able to kind of swoop in and say, I know this company, I have a great understanding. I'm willing to put some more skin in the game. And then they let you sort of run with the company from that point. How did you arrange that with the venture capitalists? Are they still equity holders or the management bought out? What happens is what, uh, like after, after so many years, the venture funds, which invested in the beginning, we needed an exit. We needed to get out of this company anyway. Uh, so the management arranged the buyout and uh, I, I, I'm not involved with any operational issues there. I'm I basically just a passive investors, investor there. I help them to raise more capital as well, but, but I'm kind of outside of the company just as an investor. The reason I, it was fairly easy decision for me to invest is because I know exactly what's, what business about for the team and I kind of uh, trust them to do a good job. But yeah, I, I was not operationally involved and I was not the one who arranged the whole kind of buyout. So the entrepreneurs and the founders had a relationship with you and they said, hey, Sergey is a great guy, but he can come in and save us and buy us out because we don't want to run this business anymore. Uh, well, basically, we, we kind of we wanted to do small round and we wanted to do this round only people who, who we kind of know, kind of know this is allowed. So I, I decided to participate. Can we draw any correlations to other investments you've made? Can we uh, say what is what is, makes a deal investable for Sergey? You mentioned that you have some other angels who you invest with. Tell us what makes a deal investable for you. Well, uh, I want to understand exactly what what the company is doing, and that's one of the reasons I'm only looking at the IT companies because my first background is in IT. Basically, my bachelor is computer science, so. I want to understand what I'm investing in. Uh, I want to see, well, it's it's the usual stuff for, as for most of the investors. What's important is the team. So for example, in another, uh, in another, my investment, I know two of the founders, I know them for some time. One of them I know for many years, and our one I know for several years, and I've seen them starting this company uh, and kind of, 
uh, working on it. So it was kind of, uh, it was a long process when I've seen them doing, uh, working on this company before I decided to invest. But I kind of trust uh, the other investor uh, who is friend of mine. I kind of trust his judgment. And I looked at the, uh, at the company. They were growing really fast. We had already revenue, fairly good, like, growing revenue. And I liked the idea, so I decided to invest. I, uh, I would say uh, if I like the company, I... In some sense, a fairly quick decision. So, where geographically are these investments being made? Uh, well, most of the investments uh, investments in Boston. There's one company in Russia I invested with, but again, in in, in Russia, I know very well the team. So, we could say that some things that make the deal investable for you are the team. If other friends of yours who are also knowledgeable angels are involved. If you have a good knowledge of the product, um, if you are able to really understand the business because it's an IT background, um, having invested in the IT background, where do you see this kind of moving in the future? Are there certain trends or industries that you maybe have your eye on, or are you more interested in the team dynamic and, and what the founders bring to the table individually? Well, I think I think it's both. Uh, I mean, I'm certainly interested to see the products which are kind of in the trends, and uh, there are certain kind of verticals which I think would be really interesting, uh, like all kind of variable stuff, or, uh, everything which have to do with like really personalization, because uh, whatever we see is more and more personalized, etc. But uh, it's basically the team and the product. Team and the product. So you're looking to invest in the next Bill Gates house where each room you walk into, the pictures on the wall change. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I think some of it might be really interesting because I think uh, people are working on smart, uh, smart homes for some time, I think. We, we've heard this term, uh, we've heard this name for probably more than 10 years, but I think uh, now uh, the technology came a long way and now the technology is already uh, good. People are actually starting to put some of this stuff in their homes. And I think with, uh, with time more and more Solutions like that would be entering our homes. Well, performance-wise, is better than computer used to be just five years ago, bro. So, more and more devices will be connected to our phone, and you're gonna have like smartwatch which is connected to your phone. You're gonna have some kind of uh, devices which measure all kind of activities which doing all kind of stuff which will connect to your phone. So I think the whole area is interesting. Another area is, uh, which is particularly interesting for me and partially, partially because uh, I love flying is all the thing with the drones and robots. And I think drones uh, are another interesting area because there are more and more I, I would say the technology is there, 
and now technology is getting to be productized with like Amazon getting into the game, UPS is getting into the game, uh, well, Google is actually getting into the game as well. So I think uh, it's just a matter of probably three years or something like that, and we'll see all kind of drones uh, bringing stuff to our home and doing all kind of interesting things. Yeah, that's, that's very interesting. To loop back there, you mentioned that Google bought Nest. That was for $3.2 billion in cash. Google also bought Boston Robotics. Um, very interesting acquisitions by Google over the past six months. Yeah, there was another one. There was uh, just like, I think two or three weeks ago, there was, I don't remember the name of the company, but which Google bought for like $300 million or $500 million, I don't remember. So they're certainly building a big portfolio of uh, like technologies related to robotics and all kind of stuff around that. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that industry as a whole, we haven't yet seen it take off. We're just seeing the, the beginning crust of it. And as that starts to continue, it'll be pretty interesting. Do you see a particular area of the world where it's uh, particularly akin to starting robotics companies? Do you see a lot of robotics companies in Boston that are investable or that are interesting, doing cool things? Well, Boston Robotics is in Boston. There's a lot of uh, companies around MIT which is doing something related to robotics. I personally haven't looked uh, into robotics. I think, um, well, uh, in some sense, uh, the, the time frame for robotics company to to take off the ground is longer than if we're looking into the like regular IT service company. So for angel investor, it's kind of more risky, I would say. I think some uh, somebody who invests uh, like 10, 10 startups a year probably should look into the robotics and, and stuff like that. I'm personally, I don't have that much much money to invest to really like doing it on the scale of like 10, 15 companies a year. So I haven't started to look at the robotics stuff. But I, uh, uh, right, uh, let's put it this way. Right now, most of these companies, we were investing in like heavy technology. And I think we'll see more and more startups which will be just taking the technology which already exists and putting it into the products. And this type of startups are way more appealing for the angel investors, in my opinion. Because they're potentially further down the line, past the prototyping stage, and already in the go-to-market stage. Interesting. Okay, well, we're just about time to end the interview, but first we have the lightning round closing. So I'm going to hit you with three questions, then you're going to fire back answers and tell me what Sergey thinks. So what book are you reading right now? What's the last book that you read which really took your interest? Well, (laughs) actually, it was Atlas Shrugged. Book. I uh, I kind of started it some years ago, and it's it's a long book, so I didn't I didn't finish it back then. But uh, this time I actually read it till then. Who is John Galt, man after my own heart? So, what's one piece of advice here you would give to entrepreneurs starting out their business? If you're starting a business, do it because you love doing things. You love kind of creating something. Don't do it because of the money, because if you do it just for the money, uh, the chances are your first startup and the second startup will go bust. And if you're doing just for money, you will basically burn yourself 
quickly. If you're doing it for fun, if you're doing something you love to be doing, then you don't really care if you don't earn your money. And at some point you will, but you will last way, way longer if you're doing it for fun. That's some seriously good advice right there. Uh, last question. Give us a business idea. What company would you like to see started in this world? Uh, I would like to see the company which is like learning anything about you yourself and kind of helping yourself to do stuff, helping yourself to uh, to make decisions better, helping yourself to kind of to keep you healthy, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's like in some sense, uh, some, uh, and I'm not sure it's possible it's, uh, at this point, but something like to have an alter ego, which kind of help you in all the areas of your life. And basically you have it with yourself all the time. This would be cool thing, but I'm not sure the technology is there. <laughs> Maybe a few years we'll have virtual reality self-coach where it's actually our alter ego pushing us along. Very cool idea. Well, Sergey, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Is there any way that entrepreneurs can get in touch with you, or do you prefer an introduction? Uh, no, that's fine. I'm I'm fairly easy reachable. You can find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or email. You can. My email is very easy. It's Sergey at Sergey dot com. Yeah, one of the coolest domains I've seen in our in our guests lately, Sergey.com. So entrepreneurs, if you're listening, you liked what Sergey said, send me an email. Say thanks. Sergey at Sergey.com. S-E-R-G-E-Y. 